Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Talk Regulation. It is page one. It's Friday night. How are you? Um, show number 194, which means we are a few weeks away. Uh, this year is going fast because next week we'll mark uh, the halfway point of the year. And I know this is the last show for the month of May. Uh, so there's quite a few things that are going on, but before we kind of get into everything, I want to bring in my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I am okay. It is uh, Friday. It is one of those things where it is a holiday weekend for some of us, uh, not all of us, because as I've talked to some people throughout the day, uh, some people do have to work this weekend. Uh, but for the majority uh, of you, you are probably either planning a weekend trip or you are on your way or you are there. Uh, no matter where you're at in that, I hope that uh, you have a safe holiday weekend. It's a lot of people out here who who drive just – how can I put it? Like they're like at the Indianapolis 500, which takes place this weekend, by the way. Um I know some people are speeders, some are not. Some people think that it's okay to drink and drive, which it is not. Um, Yeah, if you're out there this weekend, I know and I am pretty sure that there will be added um, police on the highways. But, yeah, it's, it's a holiday weekend where this really kicks off the unofficial start to summer. Uh, But... I don't know if it feels like it yet because in some places it's still a little mild. Not that I'm complaining, but, um, yeah, I think you're just glad to get to the end of this week. Um, I think everybody is a little afraid, and we'll kind of get to that in a few minutes. But uh, after a week of just, you know, a lot of things happening, I'm hoping that this is a holiday weekend which goes by with a time to reflect and a time to, um, I guess, just recharge. I I don't know. I feel like I'm one of those people where you – between Monday and Friday, it's a blur. (laughs) And um, by the time you get to Friday, you're just – you feel like you've crossed the finish line. I'm not sure if everybody else feels that way. <laughs> I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, not about the Indiana Post 500, but that's probably because I'm one of those people. Um, but the, the rest of it I get. 
I get it. It's yeah. a long day, a long week, a long month. It feels like, and we're almost to the end. And it's 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 been an interesting one. It hasn't been boring. We'll go with that. It hasn't been boring. No, it is not. Um, and before I kind of really start talking into some things tonight, I just want to let the folks know that this is probably going to be one of those shows. And I know I say this every other week, or I know I say this on some weeks, uh, but this is really a show tonight where we really don't have much planned. Uh, the news cycle, it seems when you head into holiday weekends, uh, it is either, you know, a major news story that's happening, or it is usually nothing because, uh you know, people are more focused on the holiday weekend and trying to enjoy that. Um, it, I will tell you tonight, in regards to this show, which is one in which we usually will throw out the scripts and usually call it a potpourri night. Um, the first half hour, I will tell you ahead, uh, we will take a look at the Almanac uh, over the next week. And then um, got some news to share with you on an upcoming 411 lounge that's coming up. And then when we reach to the halfway point, as we always do, we will do the retro moment of the week. And then in the second half hour, uh, we'll try to uh, just, it, like I said, potpourri, because there's a lot of things that are happening this weekend. Um, and then I had kind of like, uh, we're going to have a little fun. You know, we always said that the show was kind of a hybrid of our phone conversations and things that we talk about and things that we do. Uh, second half hour, we were pretty much just, it's potpourri night, as I call it. Uh, anything and everything will probably be discussed, and then uh, we'll definitely wrap it up and we'll start into our weekend. But uh, nothing major or no news stories unless something breaks during the show. Um, but the um, thing to this week, uh, before I get into the almanac and before we get into what's going on, I don't uh, – this is normally a show in which we do not really talk about major news stories, not to say that we are like a horse with blinders. We're well aware of what's going on out here. And I would be remiss in this show, which we pride ourselves on talking about things that, you know, um, things that are going on is of course the main thing that is going on and which has pretty much been the main news story this week and which I was kind of alluding to um, because in a week in which I would much rather come into this show every week and talk about, um, I would much rather talk about probably odd news stories, uh, stories out of Florida, um, stories of, you know, just anything besides what I wanted to kick this show out. Um, it, we would be lying to ourselves if we did not uh, talk about what happened this week in Texas and uh, in Uvalde. And I don't know. I, I'm so conflicted. And while a lot of people are angry, while a lot of people are sad and a lot of people are hurt, which they should be, I'm very conflicted because as the days go on and you find out more about the things that have happened, 
I think at the end of the day, and I'm probably going to be in the minority on this, but at the end of the day, when things like this occur, the majority of the anger, all of it really, 99% of it right now, should be at the person who caused this. Uh, I know a lot of people take that step back and talk about mental illness or everybody wants to you know, lay a blame on why they think that it happened or, uh, you know, but the thing to me, and I'm not sure if you feel the same way, is that even with all of this that has occurred this week, and everyone who has been talking and, quote, has a solution, and if there's a majority of people who think that is the solution, why hasn't anything been done? I think we can all agree no one wants situations like this to occur. How we can make sure it doesn't happen again is where the crux of the problem is starting. And when that happens, nothing gets accomplished, and heaven forbid things like that happen again and again and again and again. Keep in mind, just last week, we were on this show talking about the people in Buffalo. And now this week, we're talking about kids who were supposed to go to what was supposed to be a safe haven, which is school, and the situation happening again. And now there's so many side stories to what's going on, such as the timing of the police. Should an 18-year-old be allowed to have these types of weapons? How did this occur for someone to be in that situation in that school for almost close to an hour and have this happen with no one doing anything? Or, you know, whatever side stories you want to bring. And I don't know. You know, I know why some people get numb to this, but I'm more at a loss of words for what happens next. Because right now, while we are mourning the loss of these innocent victims, how does one prevent this from happening again? Because the facts are there. Would you look at it? We have had more of these things happen than a lot of other countries combined. And I've seen different numbers this week which are just mind-blowing. Um, as to where it happens, how it happens. And it happens pretty much, I would think, and I count my math if I'm wrong, almost nine times out of ten more here than it would anywhere else. I don't even know what to think. And the sad part to this, Barry, is that when I heard it happen on – you know, a few days ago, I wasn't even surprised that something like that happened anymore, which goes to show how bad our expectation is of things. When this happens, it should be shock that it even occurred. But it's not even surprising anymore, and it almost is to a point of where it makes you numb. And you feel really, really bad for these families that have to pick up the pieces from this. And one person, so overcome by grief, who lost his wife, who was a teacher, died of a heart attack the next day. 
I don't even know what you tell these kids when this happens. I don't even know how you can convince them that everything is going to be okay. I don't even know, you know, like I said, I don't want to blame anyone for their, I don't want to blame anybody for uh, their time in trying to stop it because that's now being a Monday morning quarterback. And that's for, you know, authorities and people who are studying this and the timing and response to go through time it because you have to also watch for your own safety ahead of trying to save others. That's always rule number one. And whether they took too long, whether it took too long to do something, and even then there were some admittance today that there were some things that went wrong. It's just, it's a whole sad situation because I'm one of those people that likes to build from the bottom up. And unfortunately, I know we're probably not going to find out why. Because the person who did it is not here. But I'm more concerned about how do you stop this and what steps are you going to take to stop it? I don't know if anybody really has an answer to that. Everybody is pretty much screaming from left, right, center, and above and below. But I don't know if anybody really has an answer. I don't know. It's It kind of makes you glad, and I'm pretty sure for you, it makes you glad that you don't have uh, a child in school, school anymore. Um you know, this weekend of graduations and, you know, things happening, I'm pretty sure, you know, for a lot of parents, it's it's kind of like you're now thinking ahead to next year and your child's safety. As a parent, I, I, I can't even imagine, you know, um, you know, what, you know, goes through your mind, but your thoughts. My thoughts on this. Um <laughs> I, I I I want to be I want to be supportive and I want to be um I want to my heart my heart goes out to everyone. I, I really I I feel pain physical pain about this because there's no reason that small humans should get caught in the crossfire. But you said a couple of things that I don't know that we can ever turn back from, one of them being convincing children that school is a safe place. There used to be a time, and, and, and you know, going backwards, it's not the, the right answer, but there used to be a time when you didn't have to convince anybody of a safe place. It was just safe. And the people that are doing this, I believe are not, they haven't taken, they have a mental health issue, not to say condition or, or, or disease or any of that, but there's something that is unstable, for lack of a better term. There is something there that is not right, um, that has set them off, or even worse, if I'm going to not even set them off, we have a thought process of if I'm going to leave this world, I'm taking as many people as I can with me. And how do I become famous for five minutes? Get my name in the history book somewhere. 
And that's sad. That's awful. That's, I don't know how we got here. And I had a discussion with someone about how we got to this point where that was a, that was an option and it's, it's insanity. It's, it's enough for me not to be able to word it correctly. Let's do it that way. I normally have a good grasp of what I want to say. And in this case, I don't. And that scares me. Um, you're right. I was relieved. And I know that sounds wrong, but I'm relieved that I don't have a child in school. That That's one less thing I have to worry about, that my child now is old enough that if something happens, they're, they know what to do. Um, I know that doesn't make them safe, and that's not, it's not, it's not going to make them safe in this world, but it's tough. It's tough to put your finger on the pulse of this. This is not like a wound that you can just stitch up and heal and have a scar. It's not something that you can just put pressure on. There's something going on, and we have to get to the root of that. Part of it is the Monday morning quarterbacking, I think, by the media. Um, Part of it is the media sensation about it. I I was in a room with a group of people that was supposed to have no influence from the outside world for that day at work. Um, we were conducting interviews. And in between interviewees, there was, oh, my God, did you hear about this? And, of course, no. What happened? When did that happen? Was that yesterday? Oh, no, that was like 30 minutes ago. I'm hearing about it within 30 minutes of it happening. In a room that's supposed to be devoid of that influence. We have to figure out where all the part, where all the moving parts are for it. And part of it is the media, part of it is social media. Some of it is mental health and making sure that we're providing that and stressing that, that we're talking about that, that we're teaching that. And then the other part of it, I really honestly believe this, is that we've we've kind of veered away from things have consequences that are far-reaching outside of your four feet of space. That gunman didn't just kill people. He killed families. He killed um, just memories, good memories of that gunman. And I'm using gunmen as, you know, generic term. But that gunman's social circle and familiar circle and those memories that are there, now they're tainted. And by the way, I wanted to point out that this afternoon, um, the DPS chief, for one of the reasons that they were already looking into and I get so tired of this one, and I know it will strike a nerve with you, is that he said that they hadn't gotten into why, but they know that the individual was also, and the term he used, 
You said that the individual was also into cyber gaming in that regard and group gaming. So they're already looking toward the gaming community as a rationale as to why he did what he did. I refuse to believe. I, I, I think it's a I will, I will. I, I hate when people go and they say it's because they play video games. That's not it. Right. That okay. is not it's, it. It's a weak Now, ground. because they play video ground. games, they may get desensitized to the consequences of it. I'll agree right. to that. I'll agree to watch the movies. You get desensitized to the consequences of something. When you shoot a bullet off and you kill that one bad guy in a movie, it's, that's the end of it. They don't think about, like, whatever else happens. It's the same with the video game. Oh, well, you know what? You just hit reset, start over. Those are, you get desensitized to it. Yeah. I, I think it's a weak grab to blame cyber. He, he said cyber gaming. And that already set off a, a storm of people online um, where, first of all, I don't know if anybody calls it cyber gaming. I do believe the proper term is online gaming, correct? <laughs> correct. Um, yeah. He wanted to blame it or began to blame it on cyber gaming. Which I was like, that's kind of a weak grab, and I don't think that that is the right one. I don't. I'm going to be careful with how I phrase my next concern, um, because I know you and I probably uh, stand on a couple of different points on this. But I'm just more. Um, I guess I'm wondering more where an 18 year old has the money to buy the weapons that he was able to get. And why do we still need weapons like that? I can understand a regular run-of-the-mill gun. And I think where the, where the anger lies with people is that that particular weapon that was used, there is really, like I said, you know, a lot of people are going to go on the bandwagon of protecting yourself, which I'm all for. No one wants to take away that right. That is a right that everyone should have. Whereas the issue happens, and I don't think where people are listening, is you can have that right, but why do we need that one particular weapon that was used? Because the weapon that was used is used really in instances of war, not for normal, um, not for normal consumption by the consumer. Because if you're going hunting with that, you're going to use that excuse. Uh, you're not going to really kill an animal with that type of weapon. And I think that they said that the guns that were used on the market generally cost close to five grand. And I'm wondering where an 18-year-old gets that type of money to buy that type of weapon. And, I mean, let's get out of the whole thing. Uh, you should Yes, he bought it legally. That's where I was going. He bought it legally. Uh, that is a fact that we all know. Um, but I'm trying to figure out where he got the money for it. Why do you need it at 18 years old? And I, I think where the anger and where I think where the discourse is where people disagree and where no one's listening is, hey, we agree. You should be able to arm yourself, just not with that type of weapon. You know, and... I am at this point wondering why do we need those types of weapons? I'd almost rather the old school days 
If you got a 45, if you got a Luger, if you got a shotgun, fine, by all means. But when we start talking magazine clips, you are now at an advantage that you really shouldn't have, um, especially if you are using it for other means. I mean, if you're going to use it for protection, I guarantee you that more than likely the other person is probably not going to have that weapon. And if they do, and if you both do, more than likely both of you probably aren't going to make it out of the same situation because of the fact that how fast those things fire off or something's going to happen. But I'm still, I think, and I think where the argument is going to reign over the next few months and over the next year is it is not a fact of taking every gun away. No one wants to do that because everybody believes that you should have the right to a weapon. It's just that weapon is where the issue starts because if you have that one, chances are it is not going to be used for something good. And if it is a military-grade type of weapon, you're not in the military, you're not serving, why should you have it? Uh, Because then if you decide that something is going mentally wrong and you start using that for bad, now the people who have to stop you or the people in law enforcement now have to combat with that, such as the cases would happen. And they couldn't, not immediately. And you get what we had the other day. So that's why I think a lot of people are probably, why do we need to have that type of weapon when it would have been it? I think some people are like, if it was just a regular gun, think that things might have been done a little quicker than what we got from the time, the time length of things happening uh, on that day. I, I, I think that's where I am conflicted because at the same time, like I said, I am all for, you know, everybody wants to go back to the amendment of having weapons, which you can use that excuse, I guess, and do whatever you want to with it. But you can have it, just not in a more extreme way. Because when you start buying body armor and other things, the the whole MO of I got it for protection, chances are the other person who's doing something that you're going to use that against doesn't have that. That's 99.9% chance. And think we're ever going to have something where someone comes over this way and then you have to protect your block. I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I, I don't know. I'm really just it's it's mind blowing. It, it is infuriating. It is <laughs> it it's sad, but I am going to probably tell you that once again, um, as far as answers and stopping any future ones, I don't know. As long as people are sitting on their hands, as long as people, you know, act slow, you know, they will probably pass something, but it's not going to be enough to, you know, stop something like this from happening again. I really, really hope I'm wrong. I hope I am beyond wrong, and I hope that this doesn't hold up. But I have, you know, no faith that anything will be done quick enough 
as to where you can stop situations like a Buffalo or what happened um, the other day. And, and, you know, I know people always say you're tired of thoughts and prayers, but, you know, the most that you could do at this point is that. And think about those people tonight that don't have their children going into what should have been their first weekend out of school and summer plans ahead and their lives ahead. And that's now crushed. Uh, There's no words that can describe what you feel, whether you're a parent or you're not a parent. It's, it's heartbreaking. The whole thing is heartbreaking, but yeah. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to add anything to that. No. At this, we see things differently about certain things, which is is kind of funny. Um, because, like, I don't know, when it comes to like uh, gun laws and owning weapons and that kind of thing, I I am very much on the side of being able to have them, being able to obtain them, but I'm also very much about um, education and um, precaution and the people that are painting that are people that are either doing it illegally, which I can't do anything about somebody that's going to do something against the law. You can make all the laws you want, but they're going to break them. They're going to break them. Um, either they're doing it illegally or they're doing it in such a way that it, it hurts a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. And, like, I like big guns. I like magazine guns, but I also do that for recreation. I don't do it. I don't have them. I don't own them. I I, I go out to a gun range. I borrow them, and, I, and that's where I play. That's That's where I play. And this is one of those topics where I, I love the fact that you and I do – sit on opposite sides of the fence because we still both agree this was egregious, this was inhumane, this was the worst of the worst, and that shouldn't have been something in an 18-year-old's hands in a school because that's not about self-defense at that point. Unless you live in a war zone, there's no reason that you need to have something for a magazine, with a magazine. Shotgun, handgun, no gun, fine. Um, And that's what I'm saying. You are very much on a different plane. You're on the opposite side, but yet here we are 100% agreeing that something has to be done. And if if you and I can get together and be able to talk about that in a calm and wonderful demeanor and, and manner and be able to come up with ideas that make sense for everyone, why can't other people? And that's 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 the only sad part about this is that there's going to be a lot of political argument and finger pointing and oh if you do this and well you do that and... I don't know I don't know yeah yeah unfortunately it comes down to um, lobbyists and outside sources and common sense prevails and if common sense prevails then other things can happen so um, but. We're at the halfway point, and I promised you that um, we sometimes we do talk heavy stuff, and I 
will say that, you know, I wanted to at least acknowledge that because, once again, here we are in that situation. But what I can promise you is that the second half hour will be a little bit different, and we will try to be a little bit more upbeat. Um, the Almanac will be ahead <laughs> after the Retro Moment of the Week. I don't think we've ever had the Almanac this late into the show, but we will. Uh, we'll do the Almanac. We'll look at what it's <laughs> we'll do a look at what's trending online, and then uh, we'll pull a couple of stories uh, on this potpourri night here on page one with LaVar Mary. So, Retro Moto Week, um, what, well, you can listen to them first, and then I'll explain on the other side. Uh, first, you're listening to page one with LaVar Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. At Arthur Treacher's, please don't take our sign too literally. Our specialty isn't just delicious tasting fish. Our specialty is delicious food. Sure, Arthur Treacher's got famous for the original fish and chips, but we also specialize in boneless chicken and chips and shrimp and chips, even our own mouth-watering sandwiches. Come to Arthur Treacher's and let us cook you our specialty. The only thing we need to know is which one. Arthur Treacher's, we are from isn't going to change the world, but you know, it's a nice place to start, and this is a nice way to start a smile. Ice cold Coca-Cola. Coke adds life, so have a Coke and a smile. A Coke and a smile makes me Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. And welcome back to Page One with Laura Mary on this Friday night, May 27th, 2022, the last show for the month of May. Lavar along with Mary. Uh, the first commercial was for our good friends across the pond who enjoy their fish and chips. But if you do come over here, uh, I don't think there's any more Arthur Treacher's fish and chips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think so gone. <laughs> but we do have the Father, so it's good. There you go. <laughs> you have that. And then, of course, the Coke and the Smile commercial with Bob Hope. Bob Hope, uh, his birthday, uh, if he were still with us, would have been on Sunday. Uh, he would have been 119 if he was with us. So, yeah, um, have a Coke and a Smile. But on this um, Friday night, the Almanac, um, for those of you who were waiting patiently for it, and we thank you for that, uh, this May 27th. Today, 
um, I think I mentioned one of them last week, but uh, the Almanac Today has this as uh, National Cellophane Tape Day. It is also National Grape Popsicle Day. It's National Cooler Day, the Friday before Memorial Day, and also it is National Don't Fry Day and National Road Trip Day, as a lot of you, I'm sure, have started to kick off on your trips. And then on the calendar for tomorrow is uh, National Beef Burger Day. It is also National Hamburger Day, and it is National Brisket Day. You know, I once had a burger, I think, that had brisket on top of the hamburger. Awesome thing. Mm, <laughs> yes. Neat. I'm excited. Yes. That would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be. Uh, tomorrow, uh, then on Sunday, uh, Sunday it is National Paperclip Day. Uh, it is National Pokovon Day. And it is National... 529 day. So, um, with that, National 529, if you are familiar with it, it reminds families and friends it is easier to help save for a child's future. By contributing to a 529 savings plan, you help prepare a child for whatever path they choose. Earnings grow tax-free on the federal level, and in most states, if savings are withdrawn, to pay for qualified tuition and other expenses. Um, so, yeah, 529s, they can be used for four-year or community colleges, career and technical schools, and registered apprenticeships. Uh, in addition to tuition and fees, they can cover those expenses that add up, such as room and board, fees, books, computers, and they can also be used for qualified in, uh, institutions abroad, which is interesting. But uh, grandparents, friends, and other family members can contribute as little as $10 to a child's account through online gifting tools, crowdfunding platforms, or e-gift cards. Right. So, yes, just a thought. If you want to do something on 529, there you go. Uh, and then on Monday, Memorial Day, uh, National Memorial Day, the last Monday in May, it is also World Multiple Sclerosis Day, National Water of Flower Day, National Mint Julep Day, uh, National Creativity Day, Loomis Day, which is on Monday. And uh, for those who are going to ask, uh, it recognizes the man who received the patent for wireless telegraphy in 1872, uh, Milan Loomis. Um, so that is on that day. And then it is also National Hole in My Bucket Day. <laughs> dear Liza, dear Liza. Uh, yes, this wacky holiday is in honor of the fun children's song, There's a Hole in My Bucket. Uh, the song, which has its origins in uh, 1700 Germany, is about a back-and-forth conversation between Henry and Liza. Henry needs to fix his leaky bucket. In each stanza, Henry asks Liza for advice. In the end, he needs a bucket to carry water to repair his bucket. <laughs> so that is uh, on that day. Didn't know that, that it was a day that existed for that, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I did know the, I did know the rhyme. So there you go, the little children's song. And then on Tuesday, it is Autonomous Vehicle Day, National Macaroon Day, National Save Your Hearing Day, uh, National Smile Day is May 31st. So I did that probably and it, not knowing that it was National Smile Day to Coconut Smile. So you can have a Coconut Smile on that day. 
Uh, it is also National Utah Day. Uh, necrotizing Facilitis Awareness Day. And uh, <laughs> May 30... 30- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try saying that three times fast. And May 31st, uh, let me see, the other day on that day is one in which I'm all in favor of. It is National Speak and Complete Sentences Day. <laughs> the day, and I know you'll like this one too, the day is dedicated to using proper sentence structure while speaking. Uh, it's entirely possible to celebrate the day while texting as well, so no LOL or ASAP on May 31st. So if you must laugh out loud as soon as possible, you will need to say or type it completely and be sure to include a subject and verb that agree. <laughs> so yes, it uh, encourages I'm us my to, head on this one. <laughs> it encourages us to complete our thoughts with a subject and a verb. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, and that rounds out um, the month of May, and as we begin June on Wednesday, man, this year is going so fast. Uh, mm-hmm. June 1st, National Running Day. It is World Reef Awareness Day, uh, National Pen Pal Day, National Olive Day, National Nail Polish Day. It is National Hazelnut Cake Day, National Go Barefoot Day. Do you like going barefoot? Yes. 100% yes. I am barefoot currently. In my egg chair, um, I am. I I I don't like socks. I'd rather not wear shoes. If I could sit in my office with my feet all hanging out, I definitely would. Um, but people don't like feet, so I wear shoes because that's what you're supposed to do. You know, I had a feeling as you were talking. I thought you were going to go into almost like a Dr. Seuss-esque uh, soliloquy. <laughs> I do like feet. Uh, I, no shoes for my feet. I, I'd, I'd have to figure out a rhyme. You no, know, you were ahead of that. I'd have to figure out. Wear socks. I do not wear shoes. I'll sit in my egg chair and sing the blues. And I thought that's where you were going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I do not wear socks. I do not like socks. I do not like shoes. <laughs> Heels are very bad. They make me sing the blues. There it is. <laughs> That's where I thought that you were headed with that, and uh, I was uh, I was holding on. I was like, yes, you got to do this. I didn't and realize. Did. <laughs> June first is also National Say Something Nice Day, which that should be every day, um, and then on Thursday, Thursday gives us a few things. It gives us. National Rocky Road Day, uh, National Rotisserie Chicken Day. Also, I'm not sure if everyone's going to be on board with this, but it is actually National Leave the Office Early Day. <laughs> uh, on which day? And June 2nd. It is National Leave the Office oh, Early I, Day. Can <laughs> I do that? So, oh, yeah. That would be awesome. It says, unless June 2nd falls on the weekend, at which time it will be acknowledged as the closest working day. Now, this particular day, and why it is that, um, it says everyone is sure to enjoy National Leave the Office Early Day on their calendar, observed each year on June 2nd. 
the observance is an incentive to many who often work more than 40 hours each week. About a third of Americans work more than 40 hours per week. Some work even more than that, and those who are self-employed or who work two jobs likely work 60 to 80 hours per week. Those type of hours don't leave much for family, self-care, or home maintenance. Stress piles up, and so do the phone calls from mom, the grandkids, and maybe Jim wondering where you've been. Um, So the holiday reminds you to take a little time for yourself every once in a while. Um, So, yeah, Uh, I'm not sure if jobs will be welcome with that. Well, yes, you can do that. (laughs) It works. I want to do do that, like, right now. (laughs) And June 2nd is also National Bubba Day. Uh, it recognizes all those we lovingly call Bubba in our lives. So, and when we get I don't to have next a Bubba. Fr- no? Surprisingly, no, I don't have a Bubba. <laughs> I have a Bud. But not a Bubba. <laughs> but not a Bubba, yeah. I'll give you a heads up here for next for next Friday because there's a lot of things that you probably want to partake in before you see us next Friday night. Uh, but it is National Chocolate Macaroon Day. Uh, National Donut Day is next Friday. So, yeah, I could trust the donuts. Uh, and then National Egg Day, I know one of your favorite foods, is next Friday. And, and also next Friday is National Repeat Day. And also next oh, Friday yeah. is National Repeat Day. And also next Friday <laughs> is National Repeat Day. <laughs> so I want to make sure that you do that. <laughs> yeah. I did like that. I What was that? <laughs> and also next Friday is National Repeat Day. <laughs> Don't do that to somebody in conversation because if you start doing that, you're either going to ignore them or annoy them, and they're probably going to either hang up on you or walk away. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> that is Pretty standard fare for me go. anyway, so that's okay. No, no. <laughs> what, annoying people during conversation? No, that's like my pastime. That's like a sport. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, taking a quick look at Twitter, a few of the things that are trending. Uh, I know earlier today uh, Maverick was trending because the new Top Gun movie is out. Uh, did you see the original Top Gun? Yes, of course I saw the original. Talk to me, Goose. I'm yeah, not, no, I've, I've I'm seen not going to. I am not going to answer that question if you ask me. Uh, and the answer to that question, if I asked you, was the no, I haven't. But I know the lines because everybody sets them. Yeah, I know a few of them. Am I close? Uh, Need for Speed. Uh, was it Moose? Talk to me. Moose, Moose, whatever. Yeah, talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I know everybody always talks about the uh, the volleyball on the beach scene, which <laughs> was stupid yeah. to me. But I, of course, was like apparently not old enough to understand. Go figure. <laughs> And now you know. Um, so, yes, also trending today is Stranger Things 4, as Netflix's highly anticipated season four of Stranger Things released today. 
Uh, so I'm pretty sure those of you who don't have any plans this weekend or are staying home are probably going to be binge-watching, and um, that will probably be that. Also trending is Go Avs Go uh, for the Colorado Avalanche, who won their game tonight against the St. Louis Blues uh, and win that series four games to two. Uh, so SmackDown's also trending. Uh, Darvin Ham. Uh, if you are a college basketball fan, that name is trending tonight. And if you remember college basketball in the late 90s, Darvin Ham uh, was a big hoss, I'll put it that way. And uh, I remember a game in which he dunked and broke the backboard or shattered the backboard. Well, since then, he's been involved in basketball. He's been an assistant coach with the Milwaukee Bucks, and he is now expected per reports to be the new head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Darvin Ham is trending tonight. And then – also trending tonight um, is, uh, you know, uh, Gabe Kapler, the San Francisco Giants manager, uh, he wrote that he is not okay with the state of this country after the school shooting in Texas and that he doesn't plan on taking the field for the national anthem, quote, until he feels better about the direction of our country. Uh, Going to be interesting watching that one and to see what Major League Baseball does in regards to that. But he is definitely trending this uh, um, evening. And then a lot of sports this evening as you've got some baseball, you've got some hockey going on. Um, and then trending tonight is French toast. Uh, French toast! <laughs> like the stuffed yes. apple French toast? Well, no. Well, here's what happened. So someone uh, posted a photo here, and it says, one's got to go forever. And it was waffles, French toast, pancakes, or a cinnamon bun. Cinnamon bun. Get rid of it. (laughs) Mm. Oh, sorry. You weren't asking for my opinion? No, I was. I actually was. That's why. I, that's yeah. why I paused, and I was hoping that you would. And, and I, I was thinking about your response when you said cinnamon bun because I was leaning that way. Um, here's the thing. Waffles are start with waffles first, because I started that. Waffles have a very specific like usage. On top of the fact that they have cups that hold the butter and the syrup or the jam or the whipped cream or the whatever you are going to put on top of it. Mm-hmm. They are heartier and thicker form of pancakes. I am down for that. I'm down for pancakes. I love my, I love me some pancakes and French toast. You can make into the French toast, apple, cinnamon, cream cheese, sandwich thing that they have and it's so, so good. good. I had that the other day, by the way. I'm so sorry I had cheated on you, but I had to have some. Um, You can do that. You had my favorite favorite French toast? Yes. Mm -hmm. Without you, I know. I'm hiding. If we were on Twitch, you would see me hiding my face. But no, uh, yeah, out of all of those four, I eat three of those regularly. So if one had to go forever, sorry, cinnamon bun. I'll put cinnamon and sugar on one of my waffles or pancakes, and I'll be I'll be fine. No, you know what? 
I, I had to think about it because I am one that's probably going to be in agreement with you because how often does one really order or eat a cinnamon bun at a restaurant, and how often do you really get it from a bakery? You really don't. And, you know, I remember back in the day, now, this was like when I was growing up because back then I think it was Dolly Madison used to have those, like, uh, packages of, like, uh, cinnamon rolls. There'd be, like, nine of them in there and seemed like it was good for, like, weeks and, you know, you'd grab one, and that was, like, those nice iced ones that were, like, already set in. And if this was years ago, I would have been like, nope, fresh toast could go. But as you get older, like, cinnamon buns really don't have that staying power that it used to, um, you know, because donuts are a more popular thing or eclairs or some other, you know, breakfast-type pastry. I, I rarely, if ever, have waffles, and you know, but I do enjoy a good waffle when it is presented. Pancakes, yeah, I occasionally have it. True fact: been to IHOP, never had the pancakes. Um, and I think you know of my love of French toast, especially if done well. So yeah, uh, cinnamon buns probably have to go. I hate to say it. And unfortunately, <laughs> cinnamon buns can be recreated on either a waffle, a pancake, or in a French toast format. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, that is, uh, no, I, uh, I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. I agree. Um, sorry. Fact, sorry, cinnamon bun people. <laughs> yeah, sorry, cinnamon <laughs> Um some sad news this week, though, also in what's trending is um, a couple of passings to note here. Uh, one, I know a lot of our friends in the UK who are fans of the Pesh Mode uh, were saddened and shocked that Andy Fletcher has uh, passed away. Uh, he was 60. Uh, he, of course, uh, like I said, the Pesh Mode, who was just uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple of years ago, um, sold millions of records in the 80s and 90s. So I know he passed away. And then Ray Liotta passed away um, suddenly. And I know a lot of people were shocked. And Ray um, starred, of course, in Field of Dreams. And uh, then, of course, um, he was also in Goodfellas. So, yeah, I mean, that's – oof. It was shocking to hear about it. Uh, I know his wife was saying that, um, or, uh, or another person that ran into him where he was in Dominican Republic said that he looked fine. Um, but, you know, tomorrow is not promised, unfortunately. And, yeah, Ray Liotta, what a talent. Um, uh-huh. I remember watching a few of his performances, and, you know, the weird thing is that when you are in films with big names and you always stand out that goes to show the type of actor that you are. Um, but yeah, it's such a shame to hear about that. So, um, I, I always really? think that, um, I always say that he was the first person that came up with a meme of himself. Like he was memeing himself before memes were cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was great. Uh, it was great. He's been in. They make. They have him in animated movies. Like he's in the B movie. He's a witness. Um, he's in. He was what the the idea for Good Feathers for Animaniacs. So like, what is that? 
imitation is a sincere form of flattery. People really like his whatever, his over-the-topness. And like I said, he was memeing himself before any before memes were memes. So that was sad. Yeah, he was memeing before all of you memes memed for <laughs> 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 <Or> meme. <laughs> Uh, uh, reminder here for some of you uh, programming note coming up in a couple of weeks we'll have a brand new 411 lounge Sunday night June 19th uh, more Avery's will join me uh, if you are on social media particularly on Twitter you know exactly who she is don't need to really give her story away but um, I ran into her this year uh, here in Chicago um, and uh, we talked, and she will be coming on to the show uh, in a few weeks. And I, I, I had mentioned that she was coming on to a friend who was familiar with her as well, didn't think that he was. And it, it, the, what, probably hear her story or how she does what she does. Uh, it is a part of a growing um, – I don't want to call it fetish because when you call it, I don't know why fetish seems to be like a dirty word, but um, you will have to hear what she does, why she does it, and the fan following that she has. I will put it this way. Uh, I remember back when, when she had, like her fan base is growing like tons, and she already has over a quarter million uh, followers who are well familiar with her. So um, she will be on the show on Sunday night, June 19th, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. So I do hope that you can join me for that show. I'm looking forward to it. And for those of you who listened in to the last show that we were able to do with Jenna Love, definitely go and take a listen to that as well as all other shows and as well as where we're at on Apple, iHeart, and on Spotify. And hopefully soon, Hopefully soon uh, we can do some announcement as to maybe a few other things that we're going to do. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully soon. Uh, Weirdest thing that I read this week um, was or saw. <laughs> uh, and I get it, and I'm not, not going to doubt it, but as a parent, once your kids grow, what's the one thing you want your kids to do? You want them to, you know, find someone, get married, uh, and have grandkids. I don't, you know, it's the funniest thing is that I think becoming a grandparent for some is uh, uh, a joy. The whole point of becoming a parent in the first place, yeah. Yes. Well, not me, but some people I have talked to that, not me, but some people I have talked to, that was the reason they had kids to begin with. They wanted to be a grandparent. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that was kind of the fact in New Delhi, and it was kind of taken a little further because a retired Indian couple was suing their son and daughter in law, demanding that they produce a grandchild within a year or pay them 50 million rupees, which is worth $675,000 U.S. 
Sanjeev uh, Ranjan Prasad, a 61-year-old retired government officer, said that it was an emotional and sensitive issue for him and his wife, Sanhata, and they could not wait any longer. His son, a pilot, was married six years ago. He says, we want a grandson or a granddaughter within a year or compensation because I have spent my life's earnings on my son's education. Uh, Prasad said he spent 3.5 million rupees or 47,300 for his son's pilot training in the United States. The main issue is that at this age, we need a grandchild. But these people, <laughs> so he said, these people, my son and daughter-in-law, have an attitude that they don't think about us. We got him married in the hope that we would have the pleasure of becoming grandparents. It has been six years since their marriage. It feels as if despite having everything, we have nothing. The court accepted their petition scheduled for a hearing on Monday in Haradhar, a city in uh, northern uh, Uttarakhand state. The son and daughter-in-law could not be reached for comment. Besides, said he and his wife love children. He says, we are not getting love and affection from where we want it the most. Uh, I feel very unlucky. Um, <laughs> Do they have a case? Did that stick? <laughs> <laughs> I would say no, but I don't know in their area if that is true or not. So, I mean, like, maybe they do. No. (laughs) No. You know, the way that that sounds is like, hey, we had a kid for the purposes of having more kids. He didn't have it. We don't feel the love. I spent all this money on you to go and get yourself a pilot's license to be better. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, they have. <laughs> okay, let's back up. Let's, let, 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 let. I'm going to try and be a little serious. As a parent, you spend a lot of money on your child. And if you have more than one child, that just exponentially goes up. Especially if those children have even remotely near uh, interest in the same kinds of things, but not close enough that you can do the hand-me-downs. As a child, you don't remember how much stuff costs. And as a parent, you go, dang, how did my parents do this? Um, so I get the cost thing, um, which I'm laughing at, but I don't know that you could tell your child, hey, the point of having you was so that I can get a grandbaby and now you're done. And you're not giving me my grandbaby. And I'm kind of getting pissed is how it's happening. Um, culturally, though, a lot of Southeast Asian cultures are very heavy about continuing the family line and having a robust family tree. Um, I am a disappointment to my mother because I only had one child, and I was like, yep. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> and this was good. I got a good one. I'm keeping it. I'm not going to ruin this by adding another one to the mix. Um, so I'm a, I'm a disappointment in that in that way. Um, so I understand that, but I I don't know that they have a case. <laughs> well, because oh. because. 
two stories from across the pond. Uh, one from London. The owner of a rural English pub says that he was asked to change the bar's name by a fashion magazine because of the village where it's located, Vogue. Uh, Mark Graham, who runs the Star Inn at Vogue, said that he received a letter from British Vogue publisher Condé Nast saying that the name would, quote, cause problems because members of the public might confuse the two businesses. He said the letter from uh, Sabine Vandenbroek, chief operating officer of Condé Nast Britain, asked if he could change the name, adding, please reply within seven days or we will take remedial action. That sounds so kind. Graham stood his ground. He says, there's always too much of a case of the big boys trying to stomp on the little boys. And as soon as I realized what they were trying to do, I went, quote, you're not having me, my handsome, he told broadcaster ITV. You sent the reply noting that the village in Cornwall uh, County, which is about 250 miles southwest of London, is considerably older than the magazine whose British edition was founded in 1916. He says, I presumed at the time when you chose the name Vogue, you didn't seek permission from the villagers of the real Vogue, he wrote. In answer to your question whether we would change our name, it is a categorical no. Graham said that on a Friday he received another letter from Khan asking that it regularly monitors the use of the name Vogue, but acknowledging that, quote, we did not need to send such a letter on this occasion. <laughs> I think you should count and sue. Count and sue because they took the Vogue name before they requested their permission. Do it. But you know what's so, what's so funny Do about it. this? How polite everyone was in the, their letters. <laughs> I know, Hi. yeah, we would be like, oh, you. <laughs> I love that. There, every, a, every, there, was a, there would be a Karen involved, no offense to any Karen, well, no offense to the people out there with that hairdo. Um, yeah, no, I would, there would be heavy wording. Lawyers <laughs> involved. Oh, that's great! Bravo! No, I'm over here clapping. No, bravo! I love it. Yeah, no, I I, I give them credit. Um, it was uh, I that was very nice. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, three quick things from what I call the um, the smoking gun files. One is uh, well, one wasn't really for the smoking gun files, but this was actually an interesting story, and it came from uh, Florida. <laughs> a 19-year-old Florida, oh, woman, South Florida woman. Yes, yes, of course. A 19-year-old South Florida woman who fled from law enforcement in the Florida Keys on Thursday told the deputy who caught up to her that getting arrested was, quote, on her bucket list. She was charged with fleeing and eluding, according to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Deputy spotted the woman's vehicle driving recklessly just before 8 a.m. Thursday. He turned on his lights and siren, but the car did not immediately stop. Before she was taken to jail, the woman said getting arrested had been on a bucket list since high school. <laughs> and, um, okay. yeah. and then, of course, there was the drug suspect who told police that his name was Tyler Durden. And of course, the first rule, or the first rule of false name club is, you do not claim to be Tyler Durden. During a vehicle stop late Sunday night in Dundee, a Gulf Coast city, Florida cops discovered a nine millimeter handgun, ammunition, and quote a trafficking amount of narcotics inside the auto. 
Since the gun and drugs, heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, marijuana, and Xanax appear to belong to a male passenger, Pinellas County Sheriff's Office deputies asked a man to identify himself. In response, the suspect, quote, provided the name Tyler Durden, according to an arrest report. Apparently unaware that Durden was a character in the 1999 film Fight Club. Cops ran the handle through a police database and were, quote, unable to locate a subject by that name. Using a fingerprint scanner, police subsequently identified the passenger as Todd Burns, whose rap sheet includes numerous drug convictions, as well as convictions for grand theft, disorderly conduct, violating probation, and carrying a concealed weapon. Uh, he is currently on probation for the 2019 conviction for meth. He's also facing burglary and grand theft charges in another Florida county. And after his identity was confirmed by cops, he reportedly, quote, admitted to giving a false name due to not knowing why he was being arrested. Locked up in the county jail, he's facing an assortment of felony drug and weapons charges, as well as a misdemeanor uh, for providing a false name to law enforcement. Yes, the first rule of Fight Club is that you don't admit to Fight Club. <laughs> and with that, um, oh. the clock on the wall is telling us that uh, our time is just about up. <laughs> uh, did you have any shout-outs this week? Uh, no. No shout-outs this week. Um, I, it, it's been a weird week, so um, Omega love to the people that need it right now and, you know, lots of squeezies and um, squishes and that kind of stuff. Um, hopefully, question mark, we will get this podcast on the grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once again, yeah. Had Mike not gotten in the way, it would have been tonight, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But that's that's coming soon. We're we're working on it. We want to make sure that before we do all of this, that it is uh, top-notch, top quality for all of you guys, and that is coming soon. So, um, but... Uh, no, no major shout outs tonight. Like we said, our thoughts and prayers are with all who were involved in uh, Uvdell. And um, then we still think about Buffalo. We still think about everyone that's, you know, been affected uh, by gun violence. And especially when, as we head towards summer, uh, we hope and that we pray that uh, that um, declines and that there is no use for violence. It's never the answer, as everybody says. And, um, because we want to see you here every Friday night with us, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. Uh, until next we meet, um, have a safe and enjoyable weekend. Remember the reason for the holiday weekend. And um, because of that, we remember those who lost their lives to protect this great country. So um, on this Memorial Day, we remember them, and we are – indebted to them for their service and um, yeah, be kind to each other out there and we'll see you here next Friday night. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Um, Like I said, new 401 Lounge coming up on Sunday, June 19th. Hope that you can join us for that then. And so for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.
page one. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple. 